Hi, welcome back to the uh, of the Woodwork podcast. I'm Matt Perry, and um, pretty quiet week, really. Not much yeah, to there's talk not about. much to talk about. Very <laughs> sorry, guys. Boring. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be the show. <laughs> We're going to get it down. <laughs> um, no, um, as most people, I'm sure, are aware, um, there was a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> Um, a lot more goals in the Premier League like last week, but a lot more controversy, wouldn't you say, Stephen? Yep. Um, I mean, this new handball rule, obviously we'll get onto it, but yeah, not a lot of people like it, I think it's fair to say. I don't think I've met one person who does like it. What do you think, <laughs> I Yeah, I don't like it. I can, I can maybe understand why they've brought it in, because keeping elbows down, you know, like so there's less likelihood of people being hit in the face. I can understand that reasoning, you know, keep arms from, but also just think, I basically, I don't think, I get maybe why they've done it, but I don't think it's a good rule or a good idea. But we'll get into um, that in a little bit. Um, firstly, yeah. we want to look at the predictions from this week. Um, obviously, we've still so, got two games to go tonight. We've got Liverpool, Arsenal and Fulham Villa. But and how's it looking? So basically, um, it's from last week's Sheffield Free's Wolves game. No, sorry, last week's uh, Philippi Sheffield came. Um, then Wolves Man City, then this week up until Fulham Filler, which is tonight as we record. So in last in last place, Matt, you got two points this week. Oh god. So that must have been wait, let me guess. It would have been Um United to win. Yep. Yeah, and, and Leeds to win? Yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's an absolutely dreadful. Um, in second place, Stephen, you have three points. Oh, right. hey. okay. okay. Now I feel better. <laughs> and, and in first place is myself with four points. Oh my god, this is perfect. <laughs> so, so I only got two predictions right this entire week, which were Man City to beat Wolves, and I got the Brighton fees Man United score right, three two to Man United. Oh, so good. I got two right, but I just happened to get the right scoreline for one well, of them. Well, one did I get that Matt didn't get? So I got the two he got. What's the other one right. I got? I okay, that's Southampton to beat Burnley, didn't you? No, I think that's no. a draw. Maybe Brighton to oh. beat Newcastle. Was that last week? Um, that was last week. No, it was. Um, oh, where is it? Sorry, I, I will find this. Um, you also had Leeds to win, which yeah. Here. Um. You had Everton to win. Oh, okay. Palace. Ah, yeah. Right. So, what's that? What's the overall uh, scoreline for the month? Then is that the last round for this month? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so, uh... so in last place, you should be used to being here now, Matt. Eleven points. <laughs> Eleven points. Second, Stephen. Twelve points. Oh, this is so tight. <laughs> Anthony, myself, once again, the reigning defending champion. 16 points. 16 points. Okay, fair play. Well, do we not have this fair week's play. games as well to count towards? It depends if we're doing it. I thought we were doing it like for when I mean, we were we, we, I mean, like, the winner will be announced in, this, in October for this month, if you get what I mean. Yeah, so I still, just meant that. Okay, yeah, yeah, if fun. you want to do that. Is, yeah. it, is, okay. it solely, still, is it solely because you're hanging on to the fact that you think Fulham, Villa and Liverpool Arsenal, you're going to get the right scores tonight? I mean, no, but I mean, I thought we were doing it for the month, so... Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, no, I, I, I just think it was till we recorded, but yeah, fair enough, I get what you mean. Um, Completely fair. Um, well, I think at least Dan's pretty confident he's going <laughs> to keep four points <laughs> No, ahead. I'm not. There's one thing we will say, though. This season has been quite interesting so far. There's been controversy, lots of goals, teams maybe not playing as well as we thought they would. Um, playing way better enough, than we thought they would as well. Yep. Yeah. Which um, I, mean, I think look, it's the consensus this week. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we've got a lot of games we can talk about here. Um, just shortly, we'll touch on some of the games we're not really going to go into much detail about. Uh, West Ham beat Wolves 4-0 yesterday. What the hell <laughs> is that all about? That. <laughs> what is yeah. that all about? <laughs> I, I was listening to it on the radio briefly, because yeah. I was watching the NFL last night, guys, so I didn't actually watch the game, I'll admit. Um, yeah. I was watching the Dallas-Seattle game. But I, at the radio, I was in the car coming home, the radio's on, it's... It's just about to start Wolves vs West Ham, and I'm going, oh, Wolves won that one. I just, yeah. go, I, I, of course, it's going to beat West Ham because West Ham haven't looked great this season. There's lots of hassle there. Yeah. 
when I check the scores, 4 0. Yeah. It's what are your mad. thoughts on that then? Do you two? I just, I, I, I have no thoughts. It's just, yeah. what the hell? The thing is, this is the most West Ham thing ever. They'll beat Wolves 4 0. Who are they playing next week? They're playing Leicester, so they'll go and lose to Leicester. They'll probably go and lose to Tottenham after that. Um, so, yeah. Unless they just thought they really need them points because they have a pretty tough fixture this coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, suppose I kind of yeah. want to switch Everton or Wolves around in my fixture uh, table predictions, to be honest. <laughs> another, another game we won't go on to too much, but I just want to say once again, Everton are looking very good. Palace didn't look bad against Everton. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, but again, Everton just, they, they look pretty good under Ranger right at the moment. Their, their um, midfield Rodriguez, is looking... Yeah. Yeah. Rodriguez is man of the match again. Um, so, yeah. Um, other shout-outs, Patrick Bamford, he's, he scored three now this season, and he Leeds beat Sheffield United 1-0. We all actually predicted Leeds to win, didn't we? So, no, no, I predicted Sheffield. Right. Oh, you predicted Sheffield, Sheffield to win. Because Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield have great. lost. <laughs> yeah, they've lost their first three games, which, um, considering how well they did last year, is not a great start. It's pretty mad. Um, and then uh, Burnley Southampton one nil. Not much to say there, really. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I had Burnley to win one. Yeah, I had Burnley to win one now. Same as you, Matt. We we got the right uh, scoreline, just the wrong teams. Okay. Um, but, but, and okay. No, sorry. What did you want to say? Ant? I was going to say obviously we've got the big game tonight with Liverpool Arsenal, and I think this game. <laughs> that, that this game's going to be quite important because we've seen teams not delivering. So City lost lost badly. You know, Chelsea didn't do well in the first half. United haven't looked great. So teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, who have had decent starts to the season, they haven't lost yet, dropped any points, will be looking yeah. at tonight and going, let's keep it going. Mm. Um, on a quick side note, um, do you want to talk about the games first and then go on to a different segment about the handball stuff? Or do you want to just do it as we, we go along? I'll just incorporate it into it. Okay, we cool. can just talk about yeah. Let's do the games first that didn't have any major controversy and then we'll move so on. So the, the Man City Leicester okay. game, the West Brom Chelsea game, because while those yeah. two games have a lot to unpack, it wasn't controversy. Okay, cool. Um, so moving on, we're going to talk about uh, games with perhaps less controversial stuff happening in it and then we'll go on to the ones where uh, the fun kicks in. Um, so going on to the first game that um, was absolutely dismal and had no fun in it whatsoever. Uh, West Brom versus <laughs> Chelsea finished 3-0 after West Brom were 3-0 up in the first half. You said it half. finished 3-0. Well, 3-3-1, yeah. Well, no, okay, 3 all. It might as well finish 3-0. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you make of the game, guys, Stephen? It was, from a neutral perspective, it was very fun to watch, um, especially that first half. It's just, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, honestly, like, it was just, it was the same old thing. Though. It wasn't that Chelsea played bad. It's just they made two horrific mistakes. And mistake. the third goal was just another mistake. They didn't mark Bartley. And he was just in the middle of nowhere in the box. Yeah. Nobody around him. Uh, they could just tap it in. This, so. was, this is what I said when we were discussing Chelsea, when we were talking about all their great signings. I didn't think they'd done enough to improve the defence. And obviously, Chirwell hasn't come in yet. I doubt yeah. that first goal, you had the same mistake because it's Chirwell instead of Alonso. But Chelsea... Now they've got the new keeper. We haven't seen him yet, but hopefully he's an improvement. But in the centre-backs they've got right now are not performing to the level. You know, we saw Aspilicueta come in in the second half and they looked better. They looked more controlled. Um, this is a weird one. Um, so, for, okay, firstly, the first mistake um, was starting Alonso. Um, he should have started Aspilicueta at left-back. Um, Alonso was absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, he, he yeah. gave away the first goal. He lost his man for the third and goal. I, I know, I know, it was numbered. his first game. <laughs> I know it was his first game, Thiago Silva. But he's an experienced centre back. He should not be making mistakes like that for the second yeah. goal. And yeah. also, this is a pet peeve of mine. But he captained Chelsea in his first game. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why he would be doing that. Um, so be. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was looking at Thiago Silva, and I just thought, does he look like he's a thirty-six-year-old centre back who's maybe starting to lose his legs in a new division that he's never played in before? Yeah, <laughs> if he was ever to come to the Premier League, such a worded question. That's what I wanted it <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah, maybe he came to the Premier League at the wrong time. Maybe he left well, it well, he, too late. Oh, he has passed his best. But, of course, he's past his back best. But, but it's um, more yeah. he can. 
um, impart on the younger defenders? You know, what he, Tamori and... Um... I want to know where Big Kurt was because he wasn't in the squad at all. And I'm, yeah. I'm really used to wake what up. I've, what I find is interesting is, despite all of the transfers you've brought in, it was once again your homegrown players that got you out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's harsh. Um, I mean, to be fair, Fern um, has started off very well. To be fair, I think he's done. I think he's done quite well. Havertz has yeah, been a bit I, more, he's just a bit more slow. The, the, the thing that really confused me was people were acting after the game like Hudson Odoi was the game changer, and I'm watching Hudson Odoi, and I'm still not fully convinced. It was a good goal he scored. It was he a had goal. a good game. He had a good but game, it, I'd say. Uh, I don't know. He was losing a lot of passes, a lot of balls. People were acting like he was the reason we um, the, we got back for the draw. I don't think he was. Um, I think our best player was Mason Mount. I thought, well, I've got I thought to say for that goal. goal. Mason Mount's goal, by the way. Yeah, the goalkeeper should have at least tried to save it. He just stood there like he was playing three fingers controller disconnected or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were some good goals this um, weekend in general. I will say, even though they didn't get the three points... Oh, they like they haven't done well this season, West Brom. Like I, I think they've only got one point now from the first nine, but they didn't look bad against Everton, and they didn't look bad against Chelsea. I yeah. think if you're a West Brom fan, you're looking at it now, you might think you're like if beforehand you thought your team was going down, you might fancy yeah. your chances now. Like they they they're looking up for it. They are looking. Yeah, like I mean it's, it's it's a team where there isn't really a standout player, is there at the moment? Um, they just kind of work well together um, and they took their opportunities against Chelsea when they had them. Uh, yeah, and that's all you can do. Fail to do. That's it's also kind of yeah. worrying that you can't hold on to a 3-0 lead though. I mean, that's a bit... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, there, there is that Yeah, but well. it's, it's, it's holding on to a 3-0 lead against a team a lot of people expected to be contending. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not like a 3-0 lead against Newcastle It's a, um, who are a team that are mid-table at best. you it's 3-0 against a team who everyone expects to be competing with Liverpool and City this year. Who's um, more disappointed coming out of the game, West Brom fans or Chelsea fans? Chelsea fans. Chelsea. I think West Brom fans yeah. are even expected to get any points out of that game. So I think, I think if you'd went to a West Brom fan before the start of the game and said, you get a point, 3-3, would you take it? They'd go, yeah. I think yeah. they'll be disappointed when they were 3-0 up, but Chelsea fans will be disappointed in just the whole game in general. Because I'm not going to lie. Obviously, you need time for all your players to come in and gel and start working together. But Chelsea have not had as strong a start as I think any of us expected. You know, they no, I look... mean, if, if you want to be a title contender, you've got to go to places like West Brom and you've got to get three points. That's the point. That's what's it, four points now from your first nine, which yeah. is, like, isn't the best of, like, nah, of course I starts. Um, but so, no, I mean, no. we're always, we're always like, um, criticising the Chelsea players. How much... Of this is due to Lampard and him being an inexperienced manager. Is it how much of the blame is his? I think it's hard to tell at this point. Like, I mean, we haven't seen. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's tough to tell. At the end of the day, they were defensive mistakes. All of the girls Chelsea gave away were defensive mistakes. Yeah. Like, the thing is, and a lot of them, like, we haven't seen the Chelsea side. Lampard has brought all these players in. Like, so we haven't seen a Chelsea team that has started Havertz, Ferner, Chilwell, Saic, Selva, Mendy yet. We haven't seen that team. So and if that team starts and is still not performing well, then you have to start questioning Lampard. And the fact is, Chelsea were 3-0 down and they've managed to come back to make it 3-0. Um, yeah, so, so you have to done. give credits there. You have to give credit there for like determination and playing better. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chelsea should never have been in a position to begin with. But, no. you know... You can tell on the touchline, he, Frank, was furious. You just, oh, yeah. You saw his he face. He... He looked like he was going to stab his team at half-time. He was just... And like, you see... He had the devil in his Morris eyes. Well. Jody Morris. He's about five foot five, but I think I fancy his chances against anybody. He looked like a man who's possessed. <laughs> uh, that's his assistant manager, for those who don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll move on then. Okay, that's enough about Chelsea. Um, another game, I suppose, not as much controversy that we're going to go into, but uh, Man City versus Leicester. Just in general, I wouldn't it? say there was any controversy there, Matt, because all three, three penalties. I think they're all penalties, though. Yeah, yeah, I think they all are as well. Um, like, there's yeah. there's no one arguing with the decisions. It's just like for the first two, it's Jamie Vardy proving how good he is. He gets in front of the player at the like it's the timing of him making that run to get 
end between the ball and the player is incredible. And they fall for it each time. Do you know what? Um, when FPL comes in, and I'm checking my fantasy team every start of the season until I inevitably give up after about three weeks, um, I'm yeah. always thinking, should I have Vardy up front? And I'm thinking, well, another year's gone by. He's getting older. Maybe he's not going to do as well as he has been doing. Can't believe I gave and, Vardy to you, Stephen. Yeah. And there you go. Vardy's going to score a hat-trick again. Yeah. <laughs> I gave I give Vardy to you for Aguero, who's now out for the first two months of the season. Yeah. Fair play, Stephen. Um, so, yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, Dumbledore. lost... So, for those who don't know, Man City lost at home to Leicester City 5-2. It's the first time Guardiola's conceded five goals. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, and they were good. I mean, besides the penalties, I mean, Madison's finish was top class. Vardy's, oh. um, Vardy's goal, that wasn't the penalty. That was top class. The goal of the season contender, that. It was just yeah. so Mar- clever. Mares wasn't bad either. His, the Mares first goal was very good, yeah. Because I, t- I actually turned the game off. I saw it was 1-0 and I thought, okay, this is looking like a comfortable City win. And then um, next thing I know, it's three one Leicester City. <laughs> I've turned it back. So on. <laughs> I, I I was I was I was having dinner and I checked my phone because um I keep up to date with scores and all the sports I follow on Bleacher Report and um it was like it wasn't loading. It was like still saying one all and then suddenly like it loaded up to date and it was like five two and I'm like oh my yeah. <laughs> like oh so um, just, yeah. The City didn't even f- look that bad in like, the first half. No, well, they no, didn't. Their defense. I'm sorry, they just fell apart. I think well, it's just the momentum main... shifted because Leicester no, no, were on we the back spoke... foot for a lot of the first half. No, I know, but yeah. we spoke about this before and I was adamant, unless Man City improved their defence, this will keep happening. And it did. And like, yeah, they've brought a new centre-back now, but Mendy's look, not looking up to scratch. He hasn't since he got injured in his first season, let's be real. You know, oh, that's been piss poor. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the main talking point um, really in this game is that even the three penalties is the fact that Man City's defence was that atrocious. Um, Make, it what? makes sense that Garcia was wearing a scrum uh, scrum cap because it could have been a bloody rugby score. Um, yeah, <laughs> you've been thinking about that, haven't you? <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw on the YouTube comment section oh, last night. Yeah, no, Garcia, uh, nineteen years old. He and like, he's wanted to move to Barcelona. Barcelona must have watched that match and been like, no thanks. I mean, what was it? Was it, was it just that, was it just a player who's already got his head out the window, or was it a player who's just not at that level yet? I think about both. I think yeah. I think he's shown promise. Remember, he's still only nineteen, but I think the problem is that, especially against an experienced striker like Jamie yeah. Vardy, you really there are not many bouts worse for a young yeah. centre back. You know, yeah. and see, it showed his lack of experience yeah. did show. I think see, that the fir- was the big difference. The first thing, the first thing I picked up from the match was before um, kickoff, and they're going through the team sheets. I know the first thing I picked up on was how weak Man City's uh, bench was. Like there was they got like, a few, they still got a few players out, don't they? Yeah, I mean they got okay. To be fair, they do have a, a bit of an injury list at the moment. But I was looking at that bench that City have, and I was just thinking, who's going to come on off that bench and win well, that game? That's the thing. I think they, they lap. <laughs> I think I think we kind of have in our heads how great Man City have been the last few years. But if you look at the team that won back to back leagues, mm. even though a lot of the same players are there, they're not the same players they were. No. You know, Aguero was out injured. We've spoke about Jesus in length about how we don't all feel he's good enough to lead their front line. They've lost Sane. Um, their defense is—they've lost company and still haven't replaced them. They've needed a left back for ages. You know, is Laporte injured? Because he was on the bench, wasn't he? I think he had coronavirus and he's just. He uh, wouldn't have been on the bench back. then. Oh, no, no, he had it like a couple of weeks ago, and obviously he's recovering from it, so he's right, not quite fair. fit enough yet. Right, okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. It, it, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. But yeah, okay, that, that, that clarifies it a bit. Um, if, you're, if, if you're Guardiola at the moment, are, are, are the City Bar going to be questioning his tactics for that game? Probably, but I mean, if you look at the players he had available, I mean, I mean, it's still a surprising result, but seeing the, play, like the, play, the starting 11 they fielded, it's mm. shocking, yes, but still, like, they need... Obviously, they need their players to come back from injury or whatever, but they also do yeah. need to replace some players. I suppose sure. the uh, good, yeah, you know, I suppose the good thing with Man City is if they go and lose like that, Guardiola can just say, "Okay, give me fifty million and uh, let's go." Well, they have they like ha- <laughs> uh, oh, I think it came out before the game started, but sixty million pounds plus Otamendi for Stephen. You're better with names. Well, the po- if you want to be a bit authentic, Huben Diash. <laughs> Diash, okay. Um, oh, bad Diash. 
Uh, so, was he's twenty two? He's had a pretty. He's got comes with a good reputation, but it's the Premier League's a different league once again. You know, we've seen defenders with high price tags not work. You know, Harry Maguire. Where's he from? Benfica. Benfica, Benfica. yeah. Different league yeah, I mean, entirely. It's, it's, it's definitely a gamble. When, let's be honest, Guardiola spent 350 well, million. They brought on the in another young player from Benfica who's doing pretty well, Edison. Yeah, but yeah, the goalkeepers are still a bit different for like the what they're expected from. Like centre backs from the Portuguese league to Premier League is very different beasts. Yeah, you let's know. not talk about expensive goalkeepers. <laughs> um, I think I think it's the right. I think it's a good signing. I think if you're Man City, you probably would have wanted to go for maybe a player who's more experienced in a tougher league. You know, whether it be like a obviously like a Jimenez or a Koulibaly or Ferran yeah. or someone like that who's played at a top team in one of the top leagues who yeah, can lead a back working. line. I don't know, and I don't know enough about this new signing to know if he can lead that back line because Laporte no. can't. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about the, um, him himself, but uh, when Chelsea started buying for the Portuguese, uh, Portuguese league about 15 years ago, it worked pretty well. Ricardo Carvalho. I mean, Man United got a pretty successful recruit for the Portuguese league recently. So, yeah. Um, so you know, recently. Uh, half oh, a year recently. Ago. <laughs> oh, recently. Oh, sorry. I was I was thinking Ronaldo. Sorry, I was like recently. Uh, no, I'm talking about Fernandes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Leicester City then um, I think we ripped them off a bit didn't we when we were doing our table predictions I think they're I have looking... them in its 7th or 8th to be yeah. honest uh, they're looking like a team that could definitely finish higher up than that yeah I think they've um, I think they've had a good run of it my problem is once European football comes in can they um, that's true. keep yeah. up that's the big that's the big question for Leicester because they've shown that even if they couldn't stay with it for the whole season yeah. they are good that's... enough yeah, the thing that's always impressed me with Leicester ever since uh, Ranieri first came in is that even if they let go of a player, they always manage to sign someone else and bring someone else in who's just as good. <laughs> uh, as a Brentford fan, that's basically my t- entire life of being a Brentford yeah, fan. That, that always that, that's yeah. that's what the teams who aren't quite the big boys have to do. Yeah. Like you know, United mm. don't have to do that. You know, Man City yeah. don't have to do that. Liverpool right now don't have to do that. But teams like Leicester, teams like Southampton, yeah. teams like you know Newcastle, they've got to constantly try and find. Yeah players to replace their stars for less and then build yeah. them up and sell I them mean, on. My, my, my two main examples of that at the moment is um, obviously they've got Castagne from Atalanta and he's looking very good. Yeah. I think in the um, previous and, podcast I doubted him a bit but I'm, yeah. I've been very impressed by him actually. Yeah, he's no. looked very um, good. And, and the other one I'm thinking of who I'm a big fan of, I mean he's obviously been there um, a year now. Um, temp, uh, Tillemans? Yeah, Tillemans. I think he's class. He's looking very good. I think he looked very good um, at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I've always I've rated him highly for as long as I kind of know about him. FIFA 15 um, career mode legend. <laughs> yep. Um, Bacali. Yeah, Bacali. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What happened to him? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Leicester looking good right now. Um, they've got West Ham next week, so they should be looking to be four from four. Um, but we now move on to some of the other talking points from this week. We talked about. You mentioned a Portuguese player. Um, who's come to the league recently, guys? So, shall we talk about his winning goal in that game? Okay. So, let, 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 let me just to clarify. Um, I was playing football uh, yesterday morning. Little story here. Um, and before the kickoff, um, the ref comes over to us, and he's the same ref we had last week, and he's absolutely abysmal. Just putting that out there. Sorry if he's listening. Uh, <laughs> um, and the, the thing he comes over and he talks to us before the game. He starts talking to us about, okay, you know the new handball rule. And um, obviously that's going to be an effect in this game. And, uh, and we were all sat there for about five minutes talking to him saying, what is the, hand, the new handball rule? <laughs> I don't think he knew himself. It was like he just watched it on Match of the Day and he was so, picking it up from that. Uh, so, so there's a lot of confusion about the new handball rule. <laughs> um, if you want, I can get the actual um, word for word new, like for what it is but basically it's now if your arms are away from your body and the ball hits your hand or your arm handball doesn't matter if it's intentional doesn't matter if you're like in a jumping motion and having your arms out a bit further it's a bit more natural yeah Um, basically now it's even more in my like for instance if a player's jumping right and you know when you jump you don't jump with your arms tucked in 
your arms are like out a bit further than just you to get the leap. You have to sort of spread your arms out a bit to be more yeah, exactly. You jump. So so now, basically, if your arms like that and the ball hits it, basically, yeah, it's yeah, a free kick, penalty, whatever. I had to I explain get, via um, text message what happened in the Brighton Man United game at the end. <laughs> right. So <laughs> let let's get your opinions on this. So have you both seen the incident? In super slow yeah. motion on match of the day. <laughs> yes. Penalty or no? The the more pay one. Yeah. Penalty. Right, because I think it is as well. I think the way he jumps, he's jumping like that. Like if you look yeah. at the way he jumps, his arm is up at an odd angle. Yeah, but so, the full time whistle's blown. Yeah, but it happens before the full time whistle blows. So that's the thing. If it happens before the whistle blows. Okay. I get where people's complaints are, especially because it's yeah. United. And, no, you know, look, I, I, if I'm being really honest, I agree with everything that happens. It's just how lucky are Man United? How lucky are they? <laughs> well, we say that. Last week, they had a decision go against them that I think is a bit rubbish. Yeah, I think I this, it goes uh, around, comes around. Yeah, I think the Mopai one, I, I don't have as much of a problem with. It's mm. the one I had a problem with... Um, and obviously, we're still going to focus on this, but the one I had more of a problem with was Tottenham-Newcastle uh, incident. Um, yeah. But, like, because Mopai is going in with his arm, like, his arm's going up like that. It's very silly from him. Um, and it's harsh. It's brutal, especially because they just got back in the game. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And it is a penalty. The full-time whistle had gone, but also, like I say, it happened before the whistle yeah. went. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, it was, um, it was a really good game, um, coming back to, to that part of it. Uh, Brighton hit the, the woodwork, off the woodwork, um, five times, I think, during the game. Um, Trossard three times out of it. They really deserved something out of that game. It was so unfortunate. Yeah, United haven't looked great, I'm not going to yeah. lie. The, the Rashford looked very good for his goal. Yeah. Um, Moppe must be kicking himself because he's, he's, he's got a lovely little penalty done the old celebration the old crying celebration that they're giving it away in the last minute oh yeah um i think i, like Morpe, though. I i'm a fan of Morpe. He's, he's i think brighton are actually towards Morpe, yeah. i think i think brighton have actually started the season quite well even though they've Dang um is. like they beat they newcastle yeah. but they lost to, lost to chelsea but they didn't look awful against chelsea they 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 could have been they could have been good for a, at least a point against chelsea um, oh, yeah, i think against, i think brighton looked better against chelsea than west brom did yeah, and the thing yeah. is, again, Tarek Lamptey, he's just, he, he looks so good. He's looking brilliant. I can't, I can't stress enough how good he looks at the moment. He just... So, <laughs> let's, let's unpack, we just talked about Brighton uh, briefly, but let's unpack United just quickly. So, Manchester United, a team that on form had the best, the best team in the league in the second half of the season, yeah. right? They haven't started well, you know. No. No, they, they lost the first game of the season to Palace at Old Trafford, and let's be real, an upset. And they only narrowly won through controversy this week. United, like see, Rashford's look good going forward, but all United's problems are behind the ball. They're looking bad defensively. Maguire's not good enough to do it by himself. Lindelof's yeah. not good enough. Shaw's not good enough. De Gea's passed it in, in a lot of ways. So why are you... Why are United not improving where they need to improve? I know Bob um, won't actually know. What mean, do you think? My, my personal feeling is like what I said last week. I just, I just think it's a team of individuals. Um, I, I, I don't get the feeling that they're like they work well as a team. I think, but they worked more... well as a team just in June and July. That's that's the point that confuses me. They, they were yeah. working really well as a team, especially after the lockdown. It's, I think. A, I, I I don't know about you. Do you think there's a lot of influence on, from Paul Pogba as well? Do you feel like he affects the way they play a lot? Like if he's I, having a bad game, they won't play well. Obviously, Pogba is an influential player, so he probably has some sway. But also, they know like a lot of those players who play for United are wanting to win things. They're wanting to compete. They're not want. They like they. I just don't understand what's going on there right now. They need mm. investment. They need to. St- if I have one more report about Jaden Sancho when. They've got two decent defensive players. You know, the, they could buy three or four players for the Sancho money and the defense is sorted. Yeah. You know, they've got Dean Henderson on the 
bench. I don't know, Man United, like, all of a sudden they started buying salt and they bought, they bought in Wan-Bissaka. I mean, a bit pricey, but he's basically exactly what they needed. And then they've gone and bought Van de Beek this season when they didn't really need him. Yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know why they brought in Van de Beek. Just confusing. <laughs> They're just like, frustrating. Yeah. I'm not even a Man United fan, and I find it frustrating to look at. I can't imagine what it is to be a United fan right now. Just a pain mm. in the ass. This new handball rule. Do you guys think this is going to be a rule that's going to stick around for like just this think, season or like consistently? I, I don't I think, think there's going to be referees enough believe in it. Yeah, I don't even think the referees believe in it. I think they're doing what they're told to do, but I think even they're looking at it. If I, was, if I was a ref, I would think, like, why, why don't we just, in protest, just not enforce the rule? Well, but, because they have to. Um, I mean, that's why they, it would be a protest. No, no, I know, but if they, they don't want to risk it because it's the livelihood, you know... If the FA if FA just go okay fine then you're all gone we're getting refs who actually will follow it they've just lost a good paying job you know what I mean yeah. it's, um, it's but, but, yeah. not the same um, it, it, it's not even the FA though it's FIFA have enforced this rule right so it is FIFA yeah oh, yeah because some um, people so, blaming UEFA yeah. and it's not UEFA it's but, the FA and FIFA yeah so obviously the handball that came into play in the Man United game uh, against Morpay that's fair. Uh, two other games, though. Uh, Crystal Palace Everton, which we're not going to talk on much. There was a uh, handball when given in that game, which probably shouldn't have been. And Everton obviously scored the penalty from it. See, this is once again that one because the arm's out. It's a handball. But if you yeah. watch it in real time, when he's he's stopping to turn, his arm's like in a natural position. If you're running and you stop and turn, your oh, arm mate. does tend to be out. Like As an that. amateur centre back myself, um, I'd be absolutely fuming if it was given uh, against me. But that's what I mean. Um, like, but, yeah, it's not top... even if it's in like a unnatural angle. Now it's just if it's out. Yeah, I mean the Tottenham Newcastle one was was ridiculous. <laughs> it was well, exactly. Yeah. It's behind him. How can he do anything about that? Yeah. Okay, um, maybe his arm should be up, but even still, oh. So the main problem with this rule is it rules out intent. That's the main thing. Like, imagine if, well, like, the thing is, we've always imagine had... there's a reason why murder and manslaughter are two different things. Imagine <laughs> if they just right, got okay. rid of that. I mean, intent no, but, matters. No, but Stephen, with sport, we've had red cards before when it's for intent and for causing harm, and we've had we've had red cards where they've caused harm, but it wasn't intentional. We've had red but cards. Handball's different. Just, Hand... No, but it, no, but still, it doesn't matter if it's intentional or not because someone could someone could just have a really stupid run, but like, you know. If the arm's out when like a cross is coming across because they flinched, you know, like, you know how you see defenders put their arms behind their back now. So yeah. if the ball hits the main them, problem with all of this is people are going to play for the handball now. They'll try and intentionally hit someone's oh, hand to get. Oh the no, I agree. I agree with you that way, yeah. but I, but I, it's not the intention argument. I don't agree with because we've always had it where handballs have been given when the person hasn't intentionally handed the ball. You know, mm. the majority of the time when players, the ball hits their hand, they're not wet to take a swipe at it because that's the only intentional handballs you really get. So players intend to move their arm out the way, but they're trying to make an attempt to move their arm out the way and it's still Well, that's why, that's why the first incident in the Palace-Aaron game wasn't given because it hits, um, I can't remember what defender it is for Palace, but it hits one of their arms when Carson tries to cross it. But the arm's behind the body. It hits him there, like on his mm. bicep when it's behind but it wasn't given because his arm is behind the like the body. But then the other one is because it's out. So it's not... I, if, I agree with you with the now... Basically, if you need a goal and it's the 93rd minute, just lob it into the box continuously. Just lob it into the box because likelihood is you're going to get a penalty. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that is a pretty interesting point of way of looking at it. Coming back, yeah, again with the old handball wisdom, do you think a referee... Um, even though that's what they're being told to do, they've got to go over to the screen, which obviously he did, but they've got to use a bit more common sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. I I love the fact the referees are f- going to the screen more this season because they didn't yeah, last year. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I think the f- I think the, the hassle with offsides has improved. We haven't seen as many frustrating offside calls this season. Yeah. It's now <laughs> the handballs. So yeah. progress. Um, but yeah, I think it's now a take a look at this. Okay, under the new rules, what am I supposed to be given this as? Because the thing is, that, even though we trashed the rule and the rule was stupid, under the rules, that was breaking the rules. That Yeah, that's the point. I have yeah. no... Pro- under the rules, these are penalties. Yeah. 
I just don't think that rule is good for football. Yeah. Um, um, one, one, and a couple of other men we know who did not like that rule are Roy Hodgson and Jose Mourinho. Those two have been very outspoken about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite funny with his uh, after-game interviews, isn't he? Because he just tries to, he just makes the point of saying, I don't want to say anything because <laughs> I don't want to give money to the FA. <laughs> so, yeah. It's Jose uh, Mourinho... I mean, it's understandable. He's frustrated. His team probably deserved to win. Um, they did yeah. deserve to win. They had a, yeah. they had two points stolen off them. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, Steve Bruce, in, fair, in fairness to him, he came out after and said about the rule as well and said he didn't agree with it. Um, so. Yeah, so we'll have to see. It, it's going to be the, one of those ones that they're not going to change the rule during the season, so we're just going to have to put up yeah. with it for the next... Um, it looks like... But, I mean, um, this all could have been avoided if Tottenham were a bit more clinical. Like they had chances. Yeah, this is oh, yeah. yeah, they should they should have put that game to bed long before this decision. Yeah, I mean I I'm looking at Tottenham's season now. It's it's looking like they could have they might have a quite repetitive season from last year at the moment. Yu Ming Sun's just been injured. He's apparently gonna be out a while. Oh, that's um, not good for them. Yeah. Um so Luckily they've got Bale Groundhog coming Day. in. Luckily they've got Bale coming in. He's not fit yet. <laughs> yeah, well, all that golfing, you know, he's been training for a different sport for a while. I was going to um, say, arguably, he's never fit. <laughs> so what do we think of Tottenham right now? Like, do we think they're... they're so they finished, what was it, fifth in the end last year? Yeah. Sixth? Yeah. No, um, fifth, sixth, right? Yeah. Sixth, I think. Sixth, sixth yeah. I mean, less fifth, didn't they? They got the old Europa qualification, yeah. didn't they? Do we see Tottenham improving on their position? I know we've given our predictions before the season started, but looking at how they're playing right now, um, they they've got a lot of games. Have you seen their? Fo- uh, they got four games in a week. Well, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> Jose Mourinho has just said in an interview they'll have to basically um, give up on the League Cup. Yeah, so they're playing Chelsea tomorrow night. Then they've got um, a game against a team who I can't pronounce on Thursday, and then back to the Premier League on the weekend. It's uh, yeah, pretty. But what are they playing Chelsea in tomorrow night? The, F- uh, the league cup, the league cup, yeah, yeah, league cup, yeah, because we've got Arsenal in the league tonight, and then we have yeah. Arsenal in the league cup. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope Chelsea would beat Tottenham if they're going to be playing their B team tomorrow, which yeah. I very much assume they will be. Um, maybe it's yeah. a ploy. Maybe they've done it so Chelsea play their B team and then Tottenham play. You know, I, 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 I don't think Chelsea are in a position to play their B team. I think they're in a position where they still need to figure out their rating. <laughs> that's true that, that um, is true to be fair yeah um, so yeah I mean the, the amount of games Tottenham have and the fact that they, they seem to just pick up injury after injury yeah um, so I don't want to pause be, oh sorry no you go on go on I say I don't want to panic, panic too much about Tottenham yet um, obviously they haven't had the best start but it's still a long season ahead of us mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean a lot of clubs you know, we expected to do well aren't at the moment Wolves aren't doing too well Sheffield are doing awfully Burnley haven't even got a point yet. So, it's still early days. I mean, Yeah, but I think, I think the difference between some of those teams you mentioned, like Burnley, like Sheffield, like Wolves, we kind of all expect Tottenham to finish higher than them. You know, mm-hmm. Wolves is probably the only team in that one that will give you, but Wolves, I think, have also played... Aren't Wolves like six points from nine or something like that? Yeah. No, no that's a lie. Three points. Three, three points, points from nine, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered they lost to City. Um, yeah, of course. But um, so yeah, Wolves haven't done well. Tottenham four from nine is not for t- for Tottenham. It's not bad, but they really should have more. Um, so that actually does bring me on to a question I wanted to ask you, just in general. Taking based away. on based on predictions we've made, the league predictions we made, players, kind of what our expert expectations were. Strange season, different season, unpredictable season. We think, or we think it's going to kind of. Um, eventually or do we think this is going to be a very odd season like I've got a bad feeling um, but good feeling for you that it might be Liverpool running away with it again um, depending how well they do tonight maybe um, but I yeah. think and Chelsea we've, both we've had quite a difficult um, we do have a diff- quite difficult uh, run in so we've had leads who were not an easy game despite just being newly promoted it wasn't you know yeah. Chelsea Arsenal Arsenal then we've got um, Everton I think we've got uh, we've got someone in between I can't remember who maybe Fella then we have Everton yeah Goodison and I'm worried about that game the, the, the thing I love about the Premier League at the moment is that it really looks like that on their day anybody could beat anybody 
Besides, <laughs> honestly, besides, um, like I, I would have put City in here beforehand, but City just lost to Leicester. But I still have to give Liverpool the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. they haven't lost that frequently in the last few years. No, that's true. Um, I suppose we'll find out against Arsenal tonight. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Despite the Leicester winning the league season, this could be one of the weirdest Premier League seasons we've ever seen in terms of where teams will finish. Well, I yeah. keep getting people should be down for this. So I had Everton finishing top half of the table, mm-hmm. but could push to Europa League. Based on the way the other teams we thought would be Champions League teams are playing, yeah. I don't think I think Everton are looking at the looking at the teams around them right now and going, There's no reason why we can't finish top four. You'd hope so. Um, I, I, some, someone said that they're going to be competing for the Premiership. Um, I still don't believe they're going to be competing for the title. I think that's a bit... I, you know. don't, I don't think the squad's strong enough. I don't think the defence is strong enough. I think My attack... mum's just made me a cup of tea. How nice of her. Thank you very much. You better, you better <laughs> tell that woman how grateful you are, Matt. You I just better. said... No, nah, I'm okay, thank you. She said if I want a biscuit as well, but no, I'm on a diet. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, so... What I mean is Everton's midfield now with Alan, DeCorey, uh, James, and then they've got, you know, Coleman, Digne, and then they've got Ricardo and Calvert-Lewin. That shape, that shape, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth there, Matt. Um, no, that I is lovely. That's not a T, not the Everton. <laughs> no, but it does but count. Yeah, Everton what I mean is, look yeah. at Everton's midfield three, and then think about all the teams. Like, would you rather have Everton's three of Alan, DeCorey, James than Arsenal's midfield right now? Yeah, definitely. United's maybe. United's maybe. Uh, maybe I could make a, I could make an argument for it. Tottenham, I'd probably rather have Everton's. Yeah, absolutely. Hoiberg and Winks, give give over. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I think Everton's attacking pair work very well, and I think the midfield's very good. So yeah, and the well, other obviously we've all been talking about how Chelsea have been signing all these players, but could you say Everton have actually had the better transfer window? Yeah, than Chelsea. Well, Everton Chelsea. have just signed three men, like. Uh, they might sign more players, but they've realistically for the first team they've signed three players who have all come in and just clicked. And that's the thing. There's such a thing as signing too many new players. You know, it's not FIFA. It's not you, like throwing in so many new like players can cause tension, hassle. Who's playing where? What kind of system are we going to do? How do we get the best? Or how do they get to know each other? Like, you know. And that is a challenge, and it happens in lots of teams. You know, AC Milan one season basically spent a lot of money, bought a whole new starting eleven. Everyone's going, "Oh, they're back! They're going to compete for the title." Yeah. And they finished worse than they did the season before because yeah. none of them had played together. I was going to say the other thing Everton have on the hand is that they will have less fixtures than the uh, rest of the teams above them. Uh, from that's Austria. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, which could also be a big difference, especially considering the circumstances this year. It's just game <laughs> after game at the moment, isn't it? Um, I think if he continues the way he's going, Calvert Lewin secured his place in the Euro squad. To be honest, I think I think he can kick out Abraham definitely. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, to me, he's probably been the standout player of the Premier League so far this season. <laughs> I think, I think we, yeah. We, yeah, Wolves have sort of been in that Europa League spot where Everton might finish this season. But if you think mm. about it, obviously last season they had that extended Europa League run mm. before, but you're playing a lot of games before that as well. Wolves haven't really had a break. That could be no, a big factor. Haven't. No, yeah, I didn't, no, didn't, I didn't consider that in my uh, table predictions, but that could they've be. They've also factor. lost a couple of good players. You know, they've lost Doherty, they've lost Jota. You know, yeah. Although um, they've they they got in Samedo for Doherty. I mean, this isn't a team that's not not unstrengthening. <laughs> oh no, I know, but you get my yeah. point. They've lost no, no, starters who have been crucial yeah. to their team over the Cotter last. Cody's Cody Cody's going to have to start taking Portuguese lessons very soon. <laughs> <laughs> And says, <laughs> but yeah, um, the other thing coming back to Everton, I just want to say, uh, like Ancelotti is just, I love that man. He is such a class manager. He has improved that team a lot. Yeah, they are a different team to this time last year, completely. Yeah, that was the worst thing Chelsea ever did. Actually, was get rid of Ancelotti because they just <laughs> they didn't deserve it. Um, well, he didn't deserve to get sacked whatsoever. So, shall we move on to? Unless anyone's got anything else to add, shall we move on to actually, this coming one week? last question? Yeah. Everton, could they finish top four? The way to go at the moment, yeah. It's looking yeah. open. It's looking I open. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, but once again, if, Ever- if Everton have a dip in form, which is possible, yeah. you know, there's still 35 games left, you know. I think like, the big thing is if Hammers gets injured. If Hammers gets injured, I think probably not. 
Because it's been I, just I, I, hey, if, Cal, if Calvert-Lewin gets injured, you know. It, it, then, it, it, it comes back again to the fact that they're going to have less fixtures than uh, team, teams around them. Well, and um, Everton anybody start... can beat anybody. Anybody can beat anybody. So, realistically, the only game that was a surprise was Everton beating Tottenham. We all expected Tottenham to win that one. But we, Everton beat Brom. They've beaten Palace. Realistically, two teams they should be beating. Yeah. Um. Next, they got Brighton. That'll be a good game. <laughs> so, what I mean is, re- Everton have had to pray... I don't want to say easy, but an easier schedule in than some of the other teams towards the top of the table. Yeah. So maybe that's it. You know, maybe they've won a lot of teams, but then they have a, like, let's say they'll have Liverpool. Let's say they have like one of the Manchester clubs and then Arsenal, then Chelsea, like in a like really short period of time. And suddenly they go from being, you know, top four contention to mid table. Just like that. If they take points off a team like a Liverpool or a City or a Chelsea or a team like that, then I, I, yeah, I'm going to have to start to believe. Yeah. It's I don't. I don't think those are the teams Everton have, because Everton always play well against Liverpool. Because it's a. Def, it's not. No matter. Everton could have been on a ten-game losing streak. They will be a different team when they come up against Liverpool because it's a. It's a rivalry. It's the same with United. Yeah. You know, Liverpool have a harder time at Old Trafford than any other team in the league, because United are a different team when Liverpool are there, mm. and so Everton have not had a problem with taking points off Liverpool. They've never they've not won in recent memory, but they've they they draw quite often. Yeah. It'll be the teams they should be beating that Everton used to always drop careless points to. Once they start beating those teams, you know, like last year Everton would have lost to Palace or yeah. like for carelessness. Yeah, no, I no, they're not. And I think that's the difference. I think not throwing away careless points. Yeah. Because if they lose to, let's say, Man City, that's three points. But if they only drop one point between playing Sheffield, um, Brighton, Newcastle, and Southampton, so they're 11 from 12, or yeah. sorry, um, 10 from 12, that's a much better and more important um, run. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. I, I'm quite excited to see how they do. Um, but shall we move on to our next bit? Yes. Let's. Okay. Um, it's the next round and the first round for October of predictions. Obviously, we've already made our predictions for Fulham Filler and Liverpool Arsenal tonight. Um, Stephen's cr- clutching at straws. He thinks he could get back and beat Anthony for the month. I doubt it, but. I don't think I can. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's more logical <laughs> sense. I know. So, just, Stephen I, I, and I have the exact same result for Filler Fulham, and he has Liverpool and Arsenal to be 3 3. So. <laughs> if it is the seeds, the seeds. If it with is. how weird the Premier League has been, really, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not thinking yeah. logically. I just can't I'm, at the moment. I'm, I'm thinking gonna, logically is going to get you nowhere. Un, unless Burnley are involved, I'm going to have to go for big score lines this week. <laughs> They're all, this, the only concern about tonight for Liverpool vs Arsenal was yesterday. Rumours were Thiago and Alisson were facing late fitness tests to see if yeah, they'd they'd be fit. That. Or is that just him trying to get in his head? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, to be honest. Without Thiago, I'm less worried because while he's great, you know, he's he's only just come in. Without yeah. Allison, worries me a bit more. Who's going to be more of a miss, Thiago or Henderson? Go oh, Henderson. Yeah. It's not that's, uh, uh, Henderson. Yeah. Thiago's only just come in. We can't really miss him yet. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but we all know he's good. Um, so um, this is the last week before the international break, the dreaded international break. Oh, God. So let's start off with that first game at half 12 on Saturday the 3rd which is Chelsea versus Crystal Palace oh that's God, that's a tough one isn't it <laughs> you, go, you go first Matt you know this game better than anyone you go first so the thing is um, Chelsea have to win this um, because we didn't beat West Brom and we've lost to Liverpool um, at the same time Palace have been playing quite well okay they didn't beat Everton but as a team I think people would say Saha's been in pretty good form and Saha loves scoring against Chelsea uh, but I'm hoping that we beat Tottenham tomorrow and hopefully Chilwell and Mendy might be fit enough to start. And if they do, then I feel like Chelsea will win 2-0. 2-0. Um, yeah. It's, uh, we have to win it, basically. We can't not win it. <laughs> well, in recent times, Crystal Palace have been a bit of a bogey team to Chelsea, even when they were in yes, title winning form. For some reason, Chelsea just always seem to slip up against Palace for whatever, no matter how good or bad either team has been in recent times. Mm. So, with how things have been going, Palace have been in good form, Chelsea. Not been terrible form, but not at their best. 
I'm going to say Palace are going to win this one 3-2. Oh, my God. Zaha always turns into, like, Kaka when he plays Chelsea. I'm just putting that out there. Um, and yeah, go on. 3-2 Chelsea. I, I don't think the defence is going to be solid once again. I think they should hopefully have enough to beat Palace. But I don't expect a comfortable win. Oh, my God. Oh. Hopefully, Ferner finally gets his first goal, because while I agree with you, Matt, he is looking good. He does need to score, yeah. You, yeah, you brought Ferner in to score, and he's not scored yet. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm a bit worried about that now. Um, Everton versus Brighton. This could be another pretty tasty game. Stephen? I don't know. Like I've been liking what I've been seeing from Brighton, but I could say the same about Everton. Um, but I do think Everton are going to just nick this one 2-1. Um, I'm going to go. The thing is, Brighton have played very well and the results they've been getting don't reflect how well they've been playing. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Everton have been one free out of three. They've been playing very well. Is it going to keep on going? Um, I'm going to say Brighton pick up a point here. I'm going to go 2 all. Mm. What was the Palace Everton score in the end? It was 2 1, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. That's kind of why I said what I said, because I think it's going to be sort of a. Everton go up against another team who is not traditionally good, but has been in good form. Yeah. Because, so, well, like I say, it's hard to tell with Everton because they've had a 1 0, a 5 2, and a 2 1. So I, I predict Everton to win. I'm now just trying to figure out what score line. I've got a couple in my head. I'm going to go with 3-1 because I feel it's still high scoring but more realistic. Um, I think Everton should have too much going forward to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to be a... Uh, you think Brighton, they, they have been... Oh, I don't know. It's, again, it's a tough game. Um, it's, I think versus, it's open. It's very open. Yeah. I, I think this coming game is deceptively tougher than we might think. I was, literally, you know what? I was literally about to say, all I'm going to say is that Leeds to beat Man City is currently 10 to 1. Oh, that's a tasty bet. Leeds versus Man City. And what were we saying? Can I tell you why I think, just to go on a bit of a tangent, can I tell you why I don't think this game is quite clear cut for Man City to win? P. Bamps. Patrick Bamford. Well, yeah, but <laughs> no. Um, so we saw Leeds up against Liverpool and we saw the way they pressed and put pressure on Liverpool's defence. A defence yes. that has been quite consistently error-prone. They're not likely to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the thing is, Leeds did that to a team that are normally quite good defensively. Imagine a team that haven't been great defensively, putting pressure on, you know... Um, oh, I forgot the name of the young centre-back. We were discussing him. If he started... Yeah, 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 yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Garcia, thank you. Or putting pressure on Mendy, or putting pressure on Edison, you know, putting pressure on those players. You know, even Laporte doesn't do well when he gets pressured by attackers. So I think this is going to be 4 2 to City, but I think it's going to be a messy, messy win. I I think 4 2 only because Leeds' defense is bad as well. I was about to make that point, actually. I was going to say, well, you've been saying, been saying how bad Man City's defence has been. Leeds' defence has been looking quite shaky as well. Yeah, it has. But my point is, I still think Man City will win, but I wouldn't be, like, floored if Leeds somehow got the points here. Is what yeah, I also think, to, to go on to my prediction, I also think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I don't think it's going to be a win for him. So I'm going to say a draw, but I'm going to say it's going to be three all. Oh, do you know, I wanted to do high scoring, but you've both done high scoring, so it's probably going to win nil-nil, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think, when was the last time Man City had a nil-nil? I don't know. So, Man City, 4-2, you've gone, man. You've gone 3 yeah. or Stephen. Oh, this is the thing. City's defence has been crap. Leeds have been scoring goals, but Leeds have also been conceding goals because their defence ain't ideal either. Do we think um, Man City's new defensive pairing will be starting? Diaz and Laporte, do we think that will be the defensive start? Or do you think no, he's, match fit. he's been playing for Benfica, so he's match fit. Yeah, yeah but but we only know a bed's been. I don't even know if a bed's been accepted. Yeah, this is the thing. I can't. I can't. If if they start him, that that's yeah, the, I think the bed's been accepted. It's just they haven't signed the contract yet. They're still winding. Well, he still he still he still has the contract, which will take a couple of days, yeah. likely, and the yeah. medical, which yeah. will take a day or two, depending. They might not get it through in time, like I, for I, for him to start this weekend. I, I don't think he'll start. I, I'd be very surprised if Ake got dropped. 
Um, but yeah, um, yeah, because I, I don't. Yeah, I, well, I, I think we're playing Yake. on the left anyway. Dia should be playing on the right. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, they might even play Ake in the port. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three two Man City. Three two Man City. Like I said, um, if, yeah, Leeds, I, I, if Leeds win that game, I wouldn't be shocked, though. But all so I'm going to say is I'm, I'm definitely putting some money on Leeds to win. <laughs> send, send me a link to that, Matt. I'm tempted to do it myself, because yeah. why not? Um, um, oh, yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Next game, uh, maybe one that might not be as hard to predict. Newcastle versus Burnley. Antonio. Newcastle looked good the first week, and they've looked bad since. They looked bad against Brighton and looked bad against Tottenham. Burnley haven't got a win yet, but I don't think they've looked awful, to be honest. So I'm going to go 2-0 to Burnley. Intriguing. Stephen? Um, I think this is 0-0 City. Um, uh, It's just, I don't see any other result in this game. Burnley, I've got a massive injury list too. I think they've got like seven players out. Most of of those are attacking. Tarkowski's going to go for a weird one. Yeah. Well, they have. They've just signed Will Norris and Wolves, which is not a big signing. Yeah. But um, yeah, but they're, most, of, most of their attacking players are out. Goodmanson's out. Brady's yeah. out. Isn't Chris Wood still in, though? Yeah, but Ashley Barnes is out. Mm. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Egg Southampton guy. He's gone. Newcastle's new midfielder's uh, kind of had an all right start to the season, hasn't he? Well, Hendrick, he came from Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got you know who did well. also look really good, actually? Mm. Newcastle's goalkeeper. They're uh, not. Debravka didn't play this weekend. It was. Um, no, no. Yeah, he looked very good against Spurs, actually. Mm. So, what was your prediction, Stephen? Nil, nil. Lovely. I'm going to go for the exact same. I'm going to go nil, nil. Amongst all the amongst all the goals that we're predicting, I'm going Newcastle Burnley. Good old fashioned nil, nil. I think it's the lack of cards that suddenly made these high-scoring games. It's almost yeah. like kickabout results in a way. Potentially. Yeah, no, well, no, no I, give, I agree. Another thing you've got, you've got to give credit to Newcastle. They've had a 100% conversion rate so far. Yeah. Because all the goals they've scored have been their only shots on target. That's <laughs> mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so next game. Leicester have, have improved their accuracy. Yeah. Leicester have just beaten Man City 5-2. West Ham have just beaten Wolves 4-0. Leicester versus West Ham. Anthony. No, oh, come on, I went first last time. Um, oh, fine, all right, I'll go. Um, <laughs> Leicester to win this 3-1. I'm going to say, I mean, Leicester, look, I've been scoring goals galore so far, so I'm going to say 4-2 to Leicester. I'm going to go 4-0. No. I'm pretty Ham. confident on Leicester. I, I, I'm pretty confident with Leicester defensively, um, especially against West Ham. And I think Fardy party, just Fardy party. So we did have like in. a groin injury at the end of the last game. He was holding his groin quite a lot. Maybe. Yeah, but that could just be from partying too much the night before. Good to see we're all back in West Ham after their great win on the weekend. Um, Southampton versus West Brom. Stephen. Oh, God, this is going to be another boring game. Um, I'm going to say Southampton to get a stupid penalty. The new handball penalty, they're going to get one. One nil. Will Prowse to bang it in. On the spot. Um, Southampton have started really badly. I think, okay, yeah, they they won they won um, against Burnley. But who did they have on the first weekend? Was it Palace? They lost to them. They lost to Tottenham. They yeah, they lost to Tottenham and they lost to Palace. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, the way West, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a shot. I'm gonna go two one West Brom. Honestly, Southampton didn't look, didn't look that good against Burnley either. Yeah. I think they got quite lucky to get the three yeah. points there. I'm gonna go two one West Brom. I'm gonna go two one to Southampton, Matt. I think, like you say, Stephen, jammy penalty and a Danny Ings goal. Fair play. That's why I've gone for a two one. I think Danny Ings is probably gonna score at some stage. Um, Wolves versus Fulham. Fulham every time I see, every time I see Fulham come up in a f- fixture prediction, I just want to cry. Yeah. Like, oh, are we be- are we being harsh on Fulham? No, but I'm biased. Play. I, don't think we're being un- I don't think we're being unjust. I think oh, maybe okay. we're being harsh, but I don't think we're being unjust. Okay, on that note, Stephen, what's the score going to be? Um, I think Wolves are going to want to bounce back, and Fulham are the perfect team to bounce back again because they're <laughs> shit. 
So I'm going to say 3-0 the Wolves. Oh, what did you say when we did Fulham and Villa? Because like, you hate both those sides, Stephen. I said they're, they're both the two worst teams in English football, but Aston Villa have Ollie Watkins, so that's why they're going to win. So Wolves to beat Fulham 3-0, yeah? Yeah. 2-0 to Wolves. Oh, God, because I was even going to go 2-0 or 3-0. Um, go 4-1. Well, neither, 4-1. No, no 4-1. one has faith in Fulham to score. No, I don't. <laughs> 4-1. 4-1 to Wolves. I was actually tossing up between 4-1 and 2-0. Yeah. <laughs> going to be oh. great if it's 4-1. Arsenal oh. versus Sheffield United. Sheffield, who really hadn't started the season well. Arsenal, who no. to play tonight against Liverpool. So they, this might be a bounce-back one for them, for all we know. Unless they're playing really well, of course, then it just could be another good win. And... Oh, excuse me. If we, if, we, if we end our Anfield winning streak with a loss to Arsenal, I genuinely might just disappear. Completely fair. I, I, I'll be heartbroken if that's the case. I'll never be able to watch Arsenal fans TV again. Yeah. Um, Arsenal v Sheffield. I'm going to go 3-1 to Arsenal. Um, do you know what? Sheffield need to pick up points somewhere. To be honest, this could be a one-all. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go for one-all. Yeah. yeah that's this what is the kind is. of game where I'm going off of Sheffield's recent performances in Arsenal's, but Arsenal did not play well against West Ham when they yeah. beat them. So I'm going to go one-all. Yeah. Well, you said Sheffield United need to win this game, but I don't think they will. I think Arsenal are just going to be too good for them at the moment. I'm going to say 2-0 to Arsenal. Interesting. So, yeah. Um... Probably the standout game on paper for next week, Man United versus Tottenham. I, Big names, yes, not for the teams. Yeah, um, it's this... Ooh, I think this has got draw written all over it, hasn't it? It's a low-scoring game. The problem is Tottenham are going to have be without some... Um, yeah, I'm going to go one all again. one all United-Tottenham. This will be your fourth draw this week. Blimey. It's a good thing I'm going to win. I have no idea. Like, I got, I, both of these teams haven't looked amazing. So I have no idea. So I think it's going to be 2-1, but I don't know to who. I'm kind of tossing out. I'm going to say, just because of this new stupid penalty rule, uh, Hernandez is going to get two penalties and it's going to be 2-1. Yeah, it's a very United thing to do, isn't it? Um... <laughs> I do actually agree with you being a penalty deciding factor. Oh. Uh, I'm just trying to say who. Because the thing is, United's got screwed over with the penalty thing, even though they were going to lose the game anyway against Palace. Mm-hmm. Then they got one the week after. Tottenham got screwed over last week. You know what? I'm going to join you, Matt, but I think this is going to be another controversial game. I'm going 1-0 with a 90-plus six-minute penalty for Tottenham or something. I've just um, I've just had a really weird fault, um, but I'll get on to that in a minute. Aston Villa versus Liverpool. Anthony? 3-0 to Liverpool. 3-0 to Liverpool. I think if Alisson's missing this game, we'll be back in time for the filler game. I think Thiago will be fit by then if he's missing tonight's game as well. I think our attack will have too much power for Villa and I think our defence will be quite confident. So yeah, 3 um, 2 no to Villa. This might be a bit of a shocking result, but Villa are shit enough to produce this result. So I'm going to say 6 nil to Liverpool. I think that's our highest ever score in the Premier League where um, it was against Villa, I think, the year before they went down. Like this season before they, they finished, I think, to bottom three. And uh, we beat them 6-0 away from home. I've got something ringing in my ear about a surprise result here. <laughs> um, no, don't do it. I just, I just don't know if I want to gamble. I don't know if I want to gamble or not. How do I kick people from this chat? Uh, I don't know what it is. I've just got something in my head telling me that Villa are going to win this. <laughs> um, you know what they say about people who hear voices, right, Matt? Right, okay. Do you know what? Okay, look, 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 look. Uh, last game before international break. Um, I do like to say that anybody could beat anybody on their day in the Premier League. I mean, yeah, I'd normally put Liverpool out of that proportion. Uh, but I'm going to go 3-2 to Aston Villa. Oh, kill me. <laughs> you think Aston Villa are going to put three past Liverpool? I don't know. I just got a feeling in my head <laughs> that was telling me to do 3-2. <laughs> 
Do you know the side? I don't understand a one nil, but a three two. Three two Aston Villa. That's when was the last time Villa scored three goals in a game? I don't know, but I've 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 just got that going round in my head at the moment. So yeah, three two Aston Villa. I think you're taking over the crown of the wacky prediction king now. <laughs> I'm giving. Well, considering I'm he's it last, you. considering he's last, you know. Yeah. I think I'm the balls to do it, but still. I was gonna go two all. Of, but all the go, teams oh, though. It's not even. It's not even a team that we're expect. Like if you said Everton to do it, you said Palace to do it, or something. I'd be okay. I could even though I doubt it. I could see it. You went with Fella to do it. Fella to win three two. That's what I'm going for. Imagine if Fella lose tonight to Fulham after you've just given that prediction. Imagine if they beat Liverpool next week and the look on your two faces when we come into the podcast. I've got I will buy an lose. Aston Villa shirt if they beat Liverpool. Have you guys oh, forgot? Have, have you guys forgotten just how good Liverpool were last year? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I just, I uh, just genuinely since we've done the prediction predictions for this season, the table, and every week, you two seem to have forgotten just how good Liverpool were. And I can't and tell are. you. I can't tell you what's going on in my head, but I've just got to say, let me put 3-2 Villa. Even if you don't expect them to win the league this year, which, fair enough, they might not, you have them expecting to drop points to Villa. That's just what's going on in my head. I can't explain it. And I've got nothing to lose. Forget, forget the controversy in the Premier League. This is the most controversial thing I've seen all week. <laughs> oh, oh. I can't wait. I know to end this podcast on. That is, and on that note, let's yeah. end the podcast. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. We're all going to be watching. Thank <laughs> God uh, that was the last game we predicted. Thank God. I can't wait to see the look on their two faces when Philip left. Matt, the controversy, per- <laughs> Perry. I've got nothing to lose, mate. This is the thing. Um, so, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Well, hang on. After, after this podcast ends, I want you to look something up for me. Then let, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds of Philip to beat Liverpool next week. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think you have time now, but I'll, I, no, 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 don't worry. We've got time. I'll just need to click one thing. And Villa to beat Liverpool next week is. I hope we got time. It is football. Villa to beat Liverpool next week is eight to one. I was hoping there's going to be more. On that note, I'm we'll actually shocked week. by that. Okay, <laughs> see you guys. On that note, see you next week. Goodbye. Bloody hell. <laughs>